What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. Come in now and save 600 bucks on select Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. And brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code ham for 20% off and free shipping. Now to the segment. Headlines, a ton of them to get through here. Let's rattle through because we got a lot. Okay, really. Uh, we can start with maybe the great, one of the great seasons of television going right now. I saw you tweet that, and you're right. Curb your enthusiasm. Spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the episode from this week. I thought this week's episode, and again, it's not necessarily fair because I, I tweeted out a couple weeks ago, is Curb better than Seinfeld? It's really not an apples-to-apples apples thing, right? You're allowed to swear in Curbs. He can, he can cross lines that they couldn't cross on Seinfeld. Seinfeld, much more evergreen, like any age could watch it. So it, as an avid, as like someone who's seen every episode of Seinfeld multiple times, I would say no. Not an unfair question, but I do think we see some of the things from... Seinfeld was just first. We see some things in Curb that are like Seinfeld things, kind of. Well, guy, he wrote it. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is like, it's so there are things that are used in Curb that are Seinfeld. I'm just saying Seinfeld came first. I don't think Curb's better than it. Seinfeld, I think, is more watchable multiple episodes. I think you can watch four episodes of Seinfeld in a row. As a P1 absolute lover, Larry David, I've tried to binge that show before. You get like four episodes in, you're just like, I need a fucking break. Yeah, it's intense. I'm worn out. But anyway, it's an incredible show. Continue. And I'm with you. Having John Hamm... Again, spoiler alerts. Having John Hamm be him it was amazing. But guy, when he first showed up, I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. Yeah, I know. that was my first thought. I'm like, this is kind of a stretch. But it, by the end of the episode, I'm like, that's one of the most. I, I, I believe this to my core. Now, I, I have not watched every episode for Seinfeld, and it's widely viewed. The Cheers. I mean, there are some great shows. Again, you couldn't swear, so this probably you'd probably have to compare this to like. Shows like individual episodes from The Wire or Sopranos. Like, that's more their equivalent or shows on Showtime. I thought that was one of the great episodes in the history of television, guy. Well, in the history. The, the scene- I, I, I laughed. I mean, I, I, it was incredible. 
Yeah. He banged his wife, ex-wife's sister. The scene where she comes in and is mad at him, and Jeff takes his side, was just amazing. His explanation: Jeff takes his side. John Hamm wanders in. The the Leon, Jeff, the Jeff's Leon, wife is outrageous. The, oh, she's the she's she's a great character. The Leon Old-timer. character is an incredible character. Like the way that Leon, the way he's able to execute the character. The characters just traits what he yeah. consistently does. It's hard to beat. It's no, it is. I I think the, the one of the separating factors is Seinfeld had four characters that were all like main characters. Yeah, you know who I do really miss is Funkhauser, the late great uh, Super Dave, who he, the real the uh, human died. Yeah, he was such a great character on the show. But um, I thought the Ham's yeah. cameo is as good of a, a single cameo for a high price type actor as you'll ever see. It was great. Because did you agree that when he first comes on, like, I don't know if this is going to work. Yeah, that was I had forgotten thought. that, like, at the beginning of the season, there's a scene in there in in this week's episode that's from, like, the original promos that I had totally forgotten about With where him? they get kicked out of dinner. Um Guy, when he asked the Chinese people what they ordered, and then they asked, why would you ask us what you're ordering? I mean, it's just, it's what I've enjoyed so much about, and, and I don't wasn't as locked in on previous seasons like I've been on this one. Really? He Does he always just take every line and just jump fucking right over it that's going on like society? Yeah. Oh, shit. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the point yeah. of it. Yeah. One, one of the best episodes of all time is Wanda Sykes has a boyfriend. I've seen that one. And he starts... He's a black guy who's a rapper, and he starts calling Larry his N-word. Yeah. And Larry then feels comfortable using it <laughs> uh, for himself. Like, I thought I was. He, he said, you're my N-word. And then Larry uses it. and uh, <laughs> Then he got in trouble. It doesn't go well, yeah. Did, did you, Peter King wrote about it, that, you know, John Schneider, the general manager for the Seattle Seahawks, I think his kid's autistic, and... If he's not autistic, he's something that they, you know. Are you mixing articles? Because there was uh, an article today about Kyle Smith, the Washington State basketball coach. No, no, no. I, okay. John Schneider. Yeah, and, and he's watching Curbed at the beginning of the article. Well, something's with this, with John Schneider was born this way. So they, every year they have like a, uh, a fundraiser. Gotcha. And somehow, and I would imagine this guy's a Seahawks fan, might live in Seattle. The, the guy that produces Curbed was at the fundraiser. So one of the things he put, one of the auction items, was to make a cameo in Curbed. And Pete Carroll, the PR, you know, Pete's there, the producer's there, like all these famous people in Seattle are there to support John. It happens every year. I think Russell Wilson goes. Pete knows the the guy that's the head of PR for the Seattle Seahawks is the biggest Curbed fan he's ever met. And he asks his wife, like, if I get this for him, will he do it? She's like, of course. So Pete bids on it. And wins it. And he gives it, and he's like, I don't want it. It's for this guy. Yeah. So, the, so in the golf episode, the yeah. PR director for the Seahawks is the guy that hits the putt when Larry's like bitching and moaning on the fucking golf course. But he was he got to make a cameo. Wait, the episode where the guy dies? Or earlier? Yeah, the episode, the, the Jets episode. Okay. He, he got to make a cameo That's because Pete bit on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, all right, headline, uh, another headline for you, John. No Al Michaels trade. Uh, NBC said, uh, we look forward to Al completing his contract calling Sunday Night Games on NBC. 
Yeah, you I think guess. Al tried to force that deal, or <laughs> yeah, you're just not in the business of giving away Al Michaels. Probably makes sense, right? It's like, yeah, we, you know, uh, the uh, the Phoenix Suns have inquired about uh, about Steph Curry. It's like, yeah, we're not interested in getting rid of Steph. How about that, buddy? And that, that's what it kind of felt like. Maybe I thought there were more validity to this. Like, would they be open to trading him? And then we kind of put the piece together. Tariko, maybe it just was not on the table at all. Mm. It was just an ESPN idea. Uh, Larry Walker, John, who is going into Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame. Did you see this story? $13 million? What? It was eight and a half. Didn't he sell a mansion? Oh, no, that's not what I'm about to tell you. Oh, I saw a TMZ headline that Larry Walker's selling his Florida house for like $13 million. Uh, I didn't know that. He uh, is a uh, He grew up in British Columbia dreamed of playing in the NHL when the uh, Colorado Avalanche play Sunday at home against the Las Vegas uh, Knights. Yeah, Golden Knights. Larry Walker will be listed as the emergency goaltender. So he's the Zamboni? He's the Zamboni. He's not actually driving the Zamboni, but he's the emergency goaltender. How many injuries does it take to get to that guy? Is it two? I don't. Yeah, you must have two goalies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two guys dressed. So it takes two pulled growings to get in. That's right. Because what other injuries is a goalie going to happen, right? Would you say that? Concu- uh, yeah, maybe they get knocked unconscious. Would uh, you guess there's like three or four go-to injuries for a goalie to go out? Thank you. Yeah. That's probably number one on the list, the groin. That's pretty cool. That We thought the Zamboni driver would go viral. That would go viral. Larry Walker would be incredible. Because what uh, I saw is TMZ had a headline. He built a home in Florida like 20 years ago. From scratch, sold it. I I thought it was for like thirteen million, and he finally it had been on the market for a year, and he sold it. Uh, did you see the video of the kick return fumble that went viral on uh, Monday? Did the guy slip on ice? He's like pointing. For people who didn't see it, it's this incredible kick return. He's pointing. He is really hot dogging it. Yeah, and then he slips or he trips and he fumbles. And he then he, the first thing he does is like insist that he was down, but the play continues. The guy who picks up the fumble is right next to him, but he doesn't tackle him because he's on his knees with his head in his hand, just losing his shit. And my only question about this is, where the hell is that from? I don't know. Well, what not, is that? It's not the XFL. No. It it's looks like cl- it's 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. <it's- laughs> Dana's off tonight. Dana's on fire, like that video you <laughs> tweeted the other day, which is old, but... Amazing, or not? Dana's on fire. Just Dana's off tonight. He's on fire. Or yeah, whatever. And, and blew up. Yeah, yeah. That. But that what video. was that football video? Is it the rule? That's a good question. Is it? Is it a? Is it an NFL rule only that if you go down and you're not touched, it's giving yourself up now and you can't fumble the ball? I thought that was a new rule. Is that quarterback only? Well, yeah. I think if you voluntarily go down, it's different than if you fall down. So if you trip and the ball hits and no one touches you, it's a live ball. Yes. But in the NFL, the rule was for quarterback protecting them. If they die forward, they blow the whistle now. You're giving yourself up. Yeah. Remember, there was a play last year. I thought in a game like we were talking about, or it might have just been a national televised game where the dude like dove forward and they called him down at the one. He was like diving into the end zone. They're like, he's giving himself up. People are like, what the fuck? He's diving for the end zone. You're right. Because that happened when I was in the NFL with Eli Manning. I actually talked to Sean O'Hare about that at the Super Bowl. But this guy is just running. He's not necessarily, he just trips. But then the ball squirts forward and the guy's right behind him. You're right. I, I, I just, I laughed and I had like, I didn't ever thought, like, what league is this? Uh, update the MAC, the Mid Atlantic American Conference uh, in Cleveland. They're going to have their uh, tournament, John, 
closed to the general public. Credentialed institutional personnel, student-athlete, family members, credentialed media, television, and radio crews, and official party members, official team party, so like, you know, AD, that kind of thing, are the only people permitted in attendance, which is probably what the MAC would look like anyway. The thing with sports, definitely basketball and football, is you get a lot of like, dude, it's my cousin's cousin. Like, we we kick it together. Like, I'm I'm the family. They're like, well, show us your name. Like, you're not the same name, but there's a lot of those guys. A basketball crew, as Phil Jackson, I don't even know if you're allowed to say that name anymore, just the crew of guys that roll with the guys on the squad – I think they Phil got, said posse. Yeah, he said, he? Po- yeah, there are a lot of friends that you're know, like, they say their brother or their cousin, but they have no relation. I can see it getting a little dicey, even at a level of Mac. Like, yeah, it's my dude. You know, what's my well, cousin? But I would think as long the player just put somebody on a list. Depends how many you have to be fan. Like, I think it says athlete family members. My guess is like, you know, you invited your friends like they can come. Gotcha. I don't know. Maybe not, though. You're right. I don't know. It gets, gets weird. But how many non-family members are going to this tournament? What, did you did you watch any of uh, the what the fuck's conference called? What kind of conference is Gonzaga playing? West Coast? Yeah, WCC. The championship what, game is Tuesday night. What do you think of the floor? I like it until you get to the side where the aqua is the baseline. The where, other where, side where the is block, that in Vegas? Uh, yeah, Orleans. Uh, well, the no. whack is at the Orleans. I. Uh, is the WCC at the Orleans? Maybe the WCC is at the Orleans. The Orleans is my first time ever in Vegas when I was legitimately 21 with a couple of buddies from college. That's where we stayed, the Orleans. Well, I've stayed there because <laughs> when I would do the WAC tournament, it was there, and you could just walk from the hotel to the underground to the yeah. – yeah, Draymond Green. Really, Charles Barkley. He's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important member. <laughs> And he think he think the crowd is like cheering for him. He doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, he's the least famous person in the boy band, and he thinks he's a star. So he's, he's Joey. Not. He's Joey Fatone. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to talk about Joey. I know Joey. Okay, Lance Bass. He's Lance Stop Bass. Stop it, man. We're not going to insult anybody. But he's like in the boy band. Who's lucky to be in the boy band? And like he think all the girls are screaming for him. And like, no, they're screaming for Justin Timberlake. You're just in the band. Enjoy being in the band because you're never gonna have any hit singles. Uh, but that's but he's a nice guy. I like messing with him. That was a pretty good one by Chuck. I do like I do enjoy the battle they have, John. It's one of the truly great analogies I, I've ever heard from a former athlete. Like that's could it be any more on point? Because you can still, like, the NSYNC guys, the difference is boy band relative, like, you can't break up a team and go solo. Like, Steph does need Draymond, right? Because if, if, if the NBA was music, Draymond would be fucked. Like, it, it, the NBA would just be, like, seven guys. Be like, Steph, Kevin, Giannis, even Clay would be, like, kind of going back and forth. Like, he'd have a hit, and then he'd go irrelevant. I mean, it'd be, like, a, at most ten guys. And all of a sudden, like, Oh, have you heard this new hit from Zion? He's the next Taylor Swift. It would be a small group. But in, in basketball, Draymond would be like, yeah, well, the band never fucking breaks up. The Beyonce doesn't go solo. They need the other two chicks. They need Kelly. Right. So if and, I'm Kelly Rowland, they, they, we ain't breaking up. And I love you. Kelly, <laughs> I need you. She actually, Kelly Rowland? She, she's not. I mean, she's good looking. I, I always like Kelly Rowland. Uh, I think she's in uh, Fabletics commercials now. Um, I'd say InSync's the best it, example of like 
Timberlake was basically LeBron meets Tiger Woods, and the other guys are pretty irrelevant. If you're Draymond, don't, isn't your response like, yeah, I'm in a boy band that's actively making hit records right now. <laughs> your boy, you stopped singing 50, 20 years ago. You follow Draymond on Instagram? Mm, I don't think I do. Well, he had to put on a clinic of, uh, of retweet. It was his birthday, right, on Thursday. Well, a lot of people posted birthday videos from his party of him guy getting annihilated, wasted. I, I, the party actually looked pretty cool. Buster Rhymes there. This is a good sign for Draymond. I give him respect. He had more NFL defensive linemen there than NBA players. Mm, that is a good sign. So, so it's like, you know, Brandon Graham, Frank Clark. Like, his fucking group wasn't like a bunch of point guards. It was just his boys from Michigan. All the dudes that he grew up with was like Saginaw. Like those shows you like they had some pretty good talent that he grew up with that ended up playing in the league. I mean, Brandon Graham, Frank Clark fucking made a lot Super Bowl champion pass rushers. Your uh, your confidence is sky high because you went to the dentist today. Yeah, I got two quick dentist takes before I get out of here, guy, is that I don't blame the dentist, the main dentist assistant. Like it's just it's a, not an easy job. You're doing something that that person doesn't want done to you. But they consistently talk a lot and ask you questions while they got multiple things in your mouth. And it's it's a difficult conversation to hold, just to hold. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, oh, thank you. And I, I think there is also, at least the one I had this morning, and I get this sometimes, and listen, I, I'm a consistent toothbrusher. I, I'm going to say the dentist assistant is a little like a stripper. Over the top. On like a stripper always tells you how good you look and like what are you doing here and you must be so successful. The dentist assistant is always so over the top about how good my teeth look. Like oh my god, your teeth are perfect. They're straight. They're so white. Now they're not bad. And I did buy three, six of them. But the other ones she was giving extra compliments to down low. She's like you don't even have that much tartar. Your teeth are. It's like come on, lady. My teeth aren't that great. But what's what's her incentive? To I just think I lie think it, to you about your teeth. Well, because the the happier you are, the more enjoyable the experience is, right? They want you to be happier. But my other main question is, I know a lot of people out there have gotten crowns. I need a crown. And I was like, oh, okay, the, you know, I have insurance or whatever, thinking it'd be like yeah. 100 bucks, 200 bucks. She's like, oh, yeah, you got to go over there and check before you get it. So I check it to, like, they give you the estimate. And they're like, oh, you know, it's going to be $1,800, but your mm-hmm. insurance covers $800 or not. Mm-hmm. The, the number was about, I have to pay $900 for a crown. I just want yeah. the listeners, DM us. I think is that a lot of money for a crown or not? I don't know. I've never got I one. I think that I'll check with the doctor, Doctor Haberman, orthodontist. My that's father. the go. That's the going rate for a crown. Uh, I don't. He doesn't do crowns. He does the braces. But he used to be a general dentist. I'll ask him. I, do, I worked in the office many times as a uh, as a sterilizer and as also the janitor. Spent a lot of time as the janitor. So when I was the janitor, I wasn't there when patients were there. But when I worked in the lab, I don't remember. It's interesting. I'll ask him. I don't remember thinking. There's a lot of false compliments out there, but again, maybe this was more of an individual. Maybe one. she liked you. She was actually pretty good looking. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, so I just, I uh, maybe I go back. I mean, I'll, I'll pay that nine hundred dollars for a crown. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like a lot of money. Yeah, and I always wonder, like, uh, you could just put it. Uh, sometimes, you know, a doctor can be a little bit like a. A car repair where they just throw out, like, what am I going to say? Well, that's not the going rate. Like, I got no clue. I'm going to do some shopping around. I'll get back to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, what am I going to do? Like, go to other dentists? Now, I would for a quarter of the price. Because, again, $900 for something that doesn't hurt me. I don't feel anything. I'm just going along pretty normally. 
If I could avoid, I mean, I'm not opposed to paying it, but it just feels a little extreme. $1,000 for a crown, basically? Yeah, I, I'll tell you, it doesn't shock me, but... Then I text, I my, I text my brother. He said he's got multiple. He's like, yeah, they're really expensive, but he didn't know the number. So maybe they're right. And again, I'm a big believer in my dentist. She's great. She's entrepreneur. Uh, she bought the building, so I'm 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 there to support her. I just support. Yeah, just how much is she driving to Ben's? That's the real question. Well, it'll range. You, okay, okay. Uh, no, I, I would say they'll probably like thirteen, fourteen. So if it was, but I mean, if I if I give the crown and then she's driving to 2020 next time I see her, we got some issues. That's right. That's right. With the license plate is Middlecoff, like Tur- <laughs> yeah. Middlecoff's crown. Crown uh, times seven. <laughs> I did get this. Uh, you saw this too. This was uh, Scott sent an Instagram DM. He said, uh, "Hey Haberman, genuinely curious. Why the hesitation to share about the Three and Out podcast when you're announcing with Gottlieb? Is it frowned upon to talk about the podcast in that setting?" The truth of the matter is, uh, I did three games on FS1 this year, John. I'm not exactly a regular. I would think that my status there is uh, it means more to me to be there than it does to them to have me. And so I just didn't want to be perceived as a, a self promoter. Or like take it like I wasn't taking it seriously because I was just out there having fun, name dropping friends. So that's to answer Scott's question. That's what that was about. But Gottlieb led the charge, which was what I needed. I needed him. I had to have him pull it out of me. I yeah. couldn't just start talking about it, and he did. It worked out great. While you believe in your talents, like an Al Michaels or a Brenton Musburger, you can't just sit in the chair and act like they would act, right? Yeah, I mean... Uh, there is a comfort level that you should not have when you, like, I still want to do more games here. I, yeah, I look, I take a lot of pride in that I think I'm really good at play-by-play, and I think I'm really good at handling all the other stuff, in large part because I've done the 10,000-plus hours, which is what we were actually talking about, of just this, of just that's, talking. That's, that's, not e- that's not ego, people. The preparation is put in the work of just, those 10,000 yeah, hours. Just, it's exp- I, I I think so much of broadcasting now does require you to do more than just call the game and have an interesting conversation and get topics and takes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think I do that really well. At the same time, uh, nobody at Fox really knows who I am. I can't have one executive flip on and there's this guy goofing around. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.